Welcome to the Stranded Face Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Hurley, and it is time for 15 Minute Friday. Whether you are headed to happy hour on your way to work or counting down the seconds to the weekend, happy Friday, y'all. It's Friday. And so these are my favorites because we get to do quick uh, tips, tricks, and story time where we can connect and just find applicable things that can help us with life. And so today's 15 minute Friday per y'all's request, uh, I was going to put out an episode about the ego that I've been really wanting to talk about, but per everyone's special request, um, I'm going to reintroduce myself in today's 15 minute Friday, because if you follow me or have been following me, my life has changed dramatically in the last week or so. And just several different places in my life. So let me reintroduce myself because if you've been listening this year, you know a certain Jessica. Well, now I'm a different Jessica. So uh, Jessica is now a full-time entrepreneur, quit her job. Last Friday was my last uh, day in the office physically. I'm still going to help and support them a little bit um, for a short amount of time, but the Friday was my last day, so I am now a full-time entrepreneur with my own business. I am so excited to go and do this thing full-time and serve people full-time. I already have a full schedule and I'm so excited to be serving people uh, in Tampa and virtually to help curate how they're going to tell their story online. This is my favorite part. I feel like every single woman on this earth has lived life a certain way, had certain circumstances, and has a story to tell. Your message is different, and it is so important to me to help women learn how to share their message and the way in which they want to share it, especially through a platform like podcasting. So your girl's now a full-time entrepreneur. Not only am I a full-time entrepreneur, but I also turned 30 last week. I turned 30 on April 15th. 30 years of blessings and life and just amazing lessons and I'm just smiling from ear to ear thinking about it because I am so flippin' excited about 30. If you didn't go listen to my episode that I did last week, shit, I'm titled Shit, I'm 30. Um, 21 decisions I made to make sure that 30 was going to be the best decade ever. And it is aligning to be so. So I honestly am tripping or lying if I said that I am worried about being old. I'm excited as hell to be 30. I think this is going to be my new, the new 20 for me. I think this is going to be where the grind finally meets success, where the rubber finally meets the road, where I'm, I'm finally living everything that I dreamt of when I closed my eyes. So I am uber excited to be 30 and just loving this life that I have finally created for myself. And per no one else's rules. This is the life that I wanted that I'm going to be living. So your girl turned 30. So I'm I'm now I'm a full-time entrepreneur and I turned 30. And not only that, but to my surprise this past weekend, I got engaged. I got engaged. And if you've been following me for any amount of time, I joke a lot when I talk about manifestation, about how I'm going to keep speaking into the atmosphere that I get a ring. I've been joking about about it for a while. So if you're listening to this and you know me, you you probably took a deep breath of ease. Like, girl, finally, finally, and finally is right. Um, and even though we've been together four and a half long years, and it seems like, you know, Chris and I have been together forever, and people that know us or have been watching us are like, oh, finally. Um, I don't think it could have been a better time. 
even though it was very much to my surprise, it couldn't have been a better time. So I'm actually going to spend this 15 minute Friday talking about this surprise proposal per you all's request. I did a survey on social media and everyone said they wanted to hear the proposal story and it was nothing short of amazing. Maybe not to some of you, but to me, oh my God, it was perfect. Now I have to preface you with this. I'm weird. I'm really weird. I've never dreamt of what my wedding dress was going to look like. I've never dreamt of what my bridesmaids dresses were going to look like, what color they were going to wear. I never dreamt of what my dream, my ring was going to look like. And I damn sure never dreamt of what my proposal was going to be like. And one of my very, very close friends, even after the proposal, uh, sent me a text who I met in college and said that back in college that her, myself and our other friend were talking years ago about in placing bets and jokes about who was going to get married first, who was going to have babies first and who was whatever. And she said that I made a comment that she'll never forget. She said that I said I would probably end up having a baby first, but that I doubt I would be married. And she said, you talked about how you just never envisioned yourself being married. And I don't know why that is. Cause I come from a family that, um, my parents are still together to this day, but for some reason it was just never in my, in my view. And I learned through therapy and reading a couple years ago that as a defense, it's possible to try to predict those things to protect yourself so that if they do happen or they don't happen, you are prepared for it. And if it happens, great, it's just a good surprise. And it was kind of part of a defense mechanism for me that I just kind of was afraid or thought it was possible that I might not deserve um, a husband that I would always be so focused on serving other people and giving to other people and being the best version of myself and this great professional, but that I, it was possible that I might never have a husband. And, uh, thank God I stopped claiming that I stopped claiming it years ago and I'm was totally wrong because I am now a fiance, uh, to Mr. Chris Bruce. So y'all can just call me Miss Bruce for now on. You just go ahead, just start now. Um, (laughs) But I am so excited and so happy because I know it's with the right person. And it's just, you could take the lovey-dovey and just the soulmate shit out of it. Um, That is my partner in in crime. I almost cussed. That's my partner in crime. Like the better half of me. Every time I see the memes that say like, your soulmate is not the person that's going to love you. Not that they're not going to love you forever, but they'll say, it'll say something like your soulmate is not the person that is going to just be lovey-dovey with you forever. They're the person that's going to push you to be the best version of yourself. And Chris is the epitome of that. He has pressured and pressed me and pushed me and held me accountable to no end because for the longest, for the entirety of our relationship. And he still says the day he met me that he saw so much potential in me and he knew there was more and I had more to give. And he was damn right because I'm living a life now that I never anticipated possible because he pushed me because he pushed me. And it's, he's right though. I already had it in me. It was always there. I just was settling with what I thought was right. And we, I could, this is a whole other podcast episode about what people want you to have and what they, they tell you they think you should have. And sometimes we adopt that. Um, and so I just, for the longest part of my life, wanted what I thought I was supposed to have per everyone's examples and requests. But thank goodness to his examples and his push and just the books I've read and the way I've explored and exploring self-love, which starts with curiosity, I have discovered that I am capable of so much more and I am elated to have a partner that 
continuously supports growth and growth for himself, growth for me and growth for us together, which is, is key to a successful relationship. So I still can't believe it. It still hasn't set in, but um, I'm going to jump in real quick to the story of what actually happened this past weekend. So weeks ago, uh, leading into my 30th birthday, Chris played it off smooth as he could. So smooth. The man is so smooth. He um, just kept asking me what I wanted to do for my 30th birthday. And I, we went from months ago saying that we were going to go to the Bahamas and we were going to go to Jamaica. And then, you know, of course it wasn't convenient for some of our friends. So we just said at one point when I decided that I was going to be leaving my job, I said, that needs to be a priority. That's priority number one. So at this point, let's just do a dinner. And he was like, okay, fine. If that's what you want, we'll just do a dinner. Just invite some of your friends. He didn't talk to me about it much. Um, probably two and a half weeks before asked me like, you know, give me a head count and where do you want to eat? And I told him this, um, now, I'm going to tell you guys some of this stuff from the point of view of that now that I think about it, I realize what he was doing. But back d- during those times, I, it didn't even dawn on me what was going on. But I picked a restaurant. I told him how many people were coming. And he texted me a couple days later and said, I made the reservation and it's here. And it wasn't at a, at the place that I had asked for. And I said, why, why is it here? And he said, I just want it to be a little bit nicer. Because I had picked this place that was new in Tampa that I really liked. But it just... It wasn't that fancy. And so he went with a fancier place and I was like, okay, whatever. And he asked me four or five times for a head count leading up to the day. Um, But stuff started to get really funny when (laughs) a lot of my closest friends kind of distanced themselves from me and I didn't notice it until afterwards, but they were very much distancing themselves from me. And um, I asked my mom to come here and watch our son so that we could kind of have a free weekend and have like a live-in nanny and a... She came and even she was acting funny. But um, all I knew of is that we were having a dinner on Saturday to celebrate my birthday with some of my closest friends. And then on Sunday, we were going to have a party, like a cabana and like small party at um, like a water. What do you call that? WTR here. It's like a water. Um, damn, I can't. It's like a place where you have a party, but it's there's a pool. So it's like Vegas style pool party. There you go. Pool party. That's what it's called. Um, That we were going to do a pool party on Sunday with some of our other closest friends. So I was totally cool with this. And the night, the Friday night before, um, we had dinner at my house. A couple of our closest friends came over. My mom was here. We just really enjoyed quality time. But everybody was really quiet. And a couple days leading up to it, um, Chris was asking me what I was going to wear. Should he get something to wear? Did I want him to dress up? Um, And then my best friend reached out and said that she made me a makeup appointment and that she just wanted me to be really pretty and feel really good on my 30th birthday. And to be honest, that did not tip me off. I don't know why, because she's always the one that gets me dressed for all my events, helps me get my makeup done. So it was just kind of perfect. I didn't really suspect anything of it. Made me a makeup appointment for Saturday at four. I went shopping. Chris and I went on a bike ride Saturday morning. He was totally calm. He didn't tip me off. Like we truly enjoyed ourselves. Went for a bike ride. Went and got breakfast. Um, got our toes and nails done. But I should have known because he asked me what color are you getting your nails done, and I told him. And he was like, maybe you should get something brighter or fun or like you know it's your birthday. Like do something that you want, you know. Um, and then left me while I got my nails done and said he had to run some errands, and then. The, the final like pushover where I really knew had I had an inkling, it went away. This boy went and bought himself some expensive ass shoes the day of my birthday or the day of my birthday dinner. So I was like, 
if you're going to go spend money on shoes, you definitely like, this is not happening. And we kind of had like this little play argument about it. I was like, oh, you can pay this much money for a set of shoes, but you can't put a down payment on a ring. He was like, gave me this whole argument about how like, it might not happen this year. You know, there's other, we got other priorities. We need to pay this off and pay that off. And, you know, just, just know you'll get it when you get it. Like, and I love you and you don't need to be worried about a ring. And, and I just kind of blew it off as whatever, but he definitely played me. Like he definitely had me convinced that nothing was happening. Um, but it was just so special because we got dressed up. We go to dinner together. Uh, my mom's watching my son. I leave my mom and I'm like, okay, bye. Give them a kiss, get out. And uh, we get to dinner. And the first alarming thing is like, it's in a private room and there's more people there than I invited. So there was some of our close friends there that I did not invite. And I was like, oh, this was nice. And of course he, he blocks me right away. He says, um, listen, you know, last year we didn't get to do anything special for your birthday. So I just invited some more people. I thought it would be cool. We can go all, we can all go out tonight. It'll be fun. You know, that's why so-and-so and so-and-so is here. I'm trying to make up for last year. And I said, okay. So we sit down, um, everybody's there. There was 25 people in this private room and we're probably there for a good hour. Everyone's, it was almost like a networking event. Everyone's networking, hugging, chatting, catching up. These are all some of my closest friends. And of course, um, Chris is moving around a lot. And honestly, I didn't think anything of it because I thought maybe he had gotten me a cake and someone brought him the cake because he left the room a couple of times and I was like, oh, maybe someone's just bringing him a gift or, or the cake or something. And he comes back in at one point and um, with a camera guy who had come, but I didn't know why he was there and asked for everybody to let him do a toast. And he raises his glass and proceeds to get into this really deep, sweet conversation or a sweet toast about how uh, I was the most amazing woman he ever met five years ago and that I'm a woman of my word that I've always blown him away because I do everything I say I'm going to do that I said I was going to get my master's and I went and did that, that um, I said I was going to start a business and I went and did that and I said I was going to do a TEDx and I, I boom, I did that and he made a joke about us having a child. <laughs> um, but then he got really deep and said, you know, I could not see, when I think of my life, I could not see my life without you. And, you know, everyone said, oh, and everyone's raised, had their glasses raised and at that point I knew something was about to happen. But what was so smooth was he said, um, but you know, before I do this, I want my family to join me. And he kind of threw his arms up towards the door and the double doors opened of the private room and his mom, my mom, who played the shit out of me because I thought she was at home with our son came in, his daughter, our son, and his sisters also came in and his niece and my son and his daughter had on, well, our son and his daughter had on matching shirts that said, will you marry our dad? I'm crying just thinking about it. <laughs> and so I saw their shirts. I looked up, saw their shirts. And by the time I turned around, he was already on one knee uh, asking me to marry him. And so, of course, I said yes, because I was just so excited and in disbelief. Um, of course, we hugged before he even put the ring on. So I basically jumped on him because I was so excited. <laughs> and uh, we hugged. We I hugged my son, hugged our his daughter. Um and then he put the ring on, which is absolutely breathtaking. It's beautiful. It's more than what I could have ever asked for. And then we spent the rest of the evening with um, having dinner with our friends, which my friend got me a cake, which was hilarious. It was a beautiful cake. And it said, quit my job, quit my day job, check mark. And it had like a little check mark. And then the second line said, 
30 and thriving check mark and the bottom said engaged with a ring check mark. So it was perfect. It just kind of capped off the evening. We all had drinks, enjoyed a great dinner. And then we went over to um, a place in town and just spent the night celebrating. And it was so, so, so much fun. And I just woke up the next morning and could not believe that this was how I was entering 30. I was entering 30 and entering such a new chapter of my life. Just, just even take the engagement out of it. Um, the 30 and taking the, having the balls to make the leap of faith to run my own business full time. Um, getting to spend more time with my family, saying hell yes to my family and no to the career that I thought was my forever thing. And uh, Chris said something to me the next morning that just solidified everything all in one piece together for me. He said, I knew going into 2019 that I was going to put a ring on it. I just didn't know when. I knew your birthday was the perfect time. I just had to figure out how to do it. And he said, but when you got serious about leaving your job, I knew it had to be sooner than later and, and before it even set in. And he said, because regardless of what society says or anyone says or timing or whatever, it was so important to me for you to get this ring, to know that you quitting your job, that you are not alone. And that as you go in to do this business thing full time, you have the security and the support and the backbone that you need to do this. And that I've got your back. You don't just have some boyfriend or baby daddy. You have a future husband that supports you in all your endeavors. And that as you move forward in this, the only thing you need to think about is your business, not whether or not you're going to be engaged or married or whatever, or have a man to support you, whether you fail or succeed at this, you need a backbone. Some, you need to know that someone has your back so that you can focus solely on your business. So Y'all, I knew I had a soulmate then. (laughs) I know often, but that just kind of wrapped everything up in a pretty bow that I know I'm with the right man. And it's so funny. I'm just going to say this real quick in closing, but if you've got a list, dump it when it comes to a man. If you've got a look for your man, dump it. Like Chris was never any of the things I ever thought from the physical to the mental to the all of it, to the height requirement, to having a child, which was a no-no for me, um, dump it because Chris is more than what I could have ever asked for. Um, and it, no, now pause. It took us a while to get there. It was a lot of work. I don't want y'all to look at it and think, wow, they've got the perfect relationship. No, no, it took us a while to get there, but he's, he's now more than I could have ever asked for in a man, but was the furthest from my checklist. So dump your list, be open-minded and be with somebody that wants wholeheartedly wants to see you grow, there's nothing more powerful than having a partner that you can grow and grow and glow up with. And so I am so excited to, in 2020, marry my partner in crime. So that's my engagement story. I hope it was as special as it looked. Um, cause it was, it was very, very special for me. And I hope you guys have enjoyed this journey with me. I feel like you're my besties. I feel like we talk about everything. And so I had to share this story with you and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I hope love is on your side because love should be at the center of life and happy Friday. Happy Easter weekend. I love you guys.